Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm your host here at OTM. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Justin Herzig. Justin, how are you doing this morning? We are we are recording on wet, or Thursday, March 25th this morning. How are we doing today? We're doing well. We uh, had a little uh, watch bomb last night. I have a feeling as this day progresses, we're going to get a couple more with some NBA news. Uh, we had a top shot bomb yesterday with the badges. We uh, have seen some strong, strong upward uh, incline and growth in the market. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's going well. Yeah, we've had some positive signs over the last really 24 hours here. I know that we were talking Monday with Pete Overzet and things were we're in a little bit of a lull market-wise, but I think this Badgers announcement from the Top Shot team is really going to kickstart things. So we just wanted to get together today, record our initial thoughts on the Badgers, uh, how we've seen the market initially react to those, what the strategy should be going forward. Also going to talk a lot about the Series 2 rookies. Justin put out an awesome article earlier in the week that we will review and touch on all of the, the key topics there. So yeah, let's uh, let's start with the Badgers, Justin. So Last night, we got a, a tweet from the Top Shot team announcing that the badges will indeed be, be, be coming before the end of March, and we're going to have four badges. We're going to have the Rookie Year badge, the Rookie Mint badge, the Rookie Premier, and then the Top Shot debut. So not only do we have the rumor badges coming, but now we know the, the official names of them. I know we've all just been kind of speculating, calling them different things, so... I think the the top shot debut is what we've been calling the first moment previously and then uh, we have the the moments that were minted in a rookie year as well as moments that are, are more of the th- run it backs where the moment itself is from someone's rookie year but was not minted in that same one right and to be clear there no moment will ever have four of these badges now maybe in the future more badges come out and we'll figure it out but of these two of them are kind of mutually exclusive and those are the rookie mint and the rookie premier i believe it is um where as you said if it's their um you know if it's in their rookie year it counts as one if it is going back to their rookie year but it's not minted in that year then it won't count as that rookie mint um and that's where we've been hearing about these three star badges the uh you know all these slash four thousand rookies in s2 the rj barrett and s1 uh, that's where you'll really get to see it. And it's kind of cool to be, uh, you know, to get an idea of what they're actually looking like from a moment, uh, from, from like a badges perspective. And we can kind of see that there's individual little icons, but it looks like when you kind of, uh, I don't know, um, when the forces unite, when you get your Power Rangers putting the rings together, you get the three badges, it turns into three stars and kind of gives that extra uniqueness. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. So pulled up on the screen here for anyone that missed the tweet directly from the Top Shot team. That's been the the talk of the town ever since. And yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting to see what happens over the next week as as those start to get implemented. As we said, one of the big things that we think is going to have an impact is that we'll be able to search by these badges when we're on the marketplace. So we'll make all of these moments much more accessible and uh, easier to find within the Top Shot website. Yep. And one thing I'll give, a, I'll give yeah. a plug. I'll give a plug here. Uh, the importance of paying attention to these Discord office hours, and if you're not able to make them, we're usually able to include a write-up uh, by one of our friends, Jake and Bake, on Twitter. 
um, that includes the kind of uh, overview of what's been said in these office hours, because I believe it was actually a couple days, maybe two days, at least 24 hours before this tweet. Um, we had Roham and um, have a little uh, you know, little Discord Q&A where he said that these badges are going to come super soon with about three or four U's. And uh, we then see about 24, 48 hours later, we see the tweet about it. So for the people who saw Roham's you know, response there and what we put on Twitter, it kind of would have given you a head start to say, hey, these badges are coming. If you haven't you know, the foresight to see that this is going to have a strong uptick in the market, then you could have been buying where you saw you know the opportunity for these badges, and so uh, that kind of that kind of strengthened the rookie article that I posted because I knew that the time for really buying these was going to be before those badges really got that announcement, and uh, so it's been exciting to see over the past day or so. Yeah, and I know that one of the one of the things that that you've been talking about is the idea of trying to to zig when others are zagging, right? So everyone gets caught up in the challenges. We're taking a look at the the series two rookies as an example. So I'm going to go ahead for anyone that that maybe missed it. We have the article that was written from Justin. So Justin, if you just want to talk a little bit about what your approach has been with series two rookies and you know, what you wrote up earlier this week as an opportunity that you potentially saw in the market. Yeah. And so I think where the opportunity was is you had a couple things coming together, as you're saying. So first off, we have what, five, six challenges going on at the same time. And so we've seen a lot of people in order to get into those challenges, in order to get some of the previous pack drops have been pulling money out of other areas. So we hear that and we're like, okay, if they're pulling money out of other areas, and inefficiently, we know that there's some value to be found elsewhere. So that probably included S1. It definitely included some rookies. But we needed to kind of dive a little deeper and hone in on where we really wanted to focus. Uh, we then kind of could see, um, so if you put you know, on our uh, tracking of different sets, we could see how much the rookies were actually going down. And we talked about this in a, um, you know, one of our strategy pods previously. We saw how much. So if you pull up, I have the numbers near the top maybe, um, TJ. Up oh, actually, so this is a this is an older version that TJ has, but in the it, no, it's fine, it's fine. There's only small changes, but I included the data around. I think it was 44 percent is how much the S2 rookie market dropped from its previous all-time high, and the S1 rookie I believe only dropped around 37 percent. So it told me that okay, S2 rookies, we've seen that drop. Why is it dropped? We're not really sure, but we know that there's an opportunity there. Okay, so now our thesis is people are zigging the challenges. We want to zag elsewhere. People are taking money away from rookies, and we see that S2 rookies are dropping even more than the others. Now, we also know the badges are coming soon, and these S2 rookies are going to be those three badgers. So this seems like a strong market for us to target. So now, within this, how do we identify which rookies to really go after? So if you scroll down there, I actually gave a couple ideas, and the thought process was we want to focus on scarcity. And... If you're going after the, and so I actually wrote this about two days before the Lamello injury, but if you're going after the previous, what I would said, Lamellos, the Anthony Edwards, the Wisemans, the ones who already have the big names and already have multiple moments out there, well, you're just not going to be able to get, you know, take advantage of that scarcity aspect because they may end up having five, six different categories of moments. And five years from now, we look back, what's the most valuable? Okay, well, there's just a lot to choose from. There's a, a larger circulation count. So what I tried to focus on is first I eliminated anyone that had multiple uh, moments already out there. 
um, understanding. Uh, specifically wanted to get rid of the ones that were in the rising stars because you had that overproliferation, And so it kind of hones in on these are four of the guys, and these are not, definitely not them all. Uh, you know, Cole and Killian Hayes were ones that fell into this as well because of their injury. Uh, but I really wanted to look at, okay, who can I buy who potentially may end up with only just this slash 4,000 or at least not many more beyond that. And so Quickly is the first one that I'm of this group, the ones who only have one moment out there. He had the best rookie of the year odds. Um, the one risk or downside with Quickly, though, is that we still have a large amount of his 4,000 outstanding. So not yet. Uh, they've admitted they've not yet put in packs. They have not been distributed. So there's a chance those might go down. But overall, that's still a play. If he's only one moment is out there, is that slash 4,000. Uh, Patrick Williams is probably my favorite of this group where he's drafted fourth overall, only has that one moment, and doesn't really have the um, pizzazz, the hype that is being built around some of the other players. But the Bulls have shown that they have, you know, that he is a prime, prime focus. He is an untradeable, un- untouchable in the trades. And so it really feels like they want to build around him going forward. Uh, Isaac Okoro is another one, also extremely high draft position at number five, has had that strong immediate role with the Cavs, just isn't on a big market and isn't on an exciting team. So I don't think has gotten that level of publicity. But same thing, if you can get a number, and, and from a value-wise, is Patrick Williams and Isaac Okoro, we're only going for around like 300 and I think low 500s for Patrick Williams. So you could really you know, ape into this, um, ape into this market, buy multiple of them and really take advantage of before um, you know the public really catches up, and the last one was the Kira Lewis, where again his only one is the slash four thousand. He hasn't actually been playing that many minutes. Doesn't that definitely doesn't have the level of hype. And if you know, we expect that Lonzo Ball is probably going to be traded. This could be a great opportunity for him to increase the amount of minutes and playing time. He's been extremely efficient with the time that he's gotten, and a lot of NBA insiders compare him to like a De'Aaron Fox with significant upside. Um, and so I think I'm not trying to, uh, you know, with this article, if you get a chance to read through it, the goal is not to kind of pump or put out, you know, these specific moments, but it's to talk through that process of how we start off with a general thesis of, hey, there's an investment opportunity to zig while others are zagging the challenges, honing in on where the general idea is. And I believed it was us two rookies. And then within that, even focusing a bit more. And uh, that's where, you know, I, pro- I don't remember how many, but I definitely bought a decent amount of these really just trying to get ahead of the curve there. And um, I'll pull up kind of some of the data we have at OTM um, to show like where, what's been happening with this market. So what are your thoughts there, TJ, while I pull it up? Yeah, no, I'd love to see that. But I think it's a great thought process. Really enjoyed the article. I like the idea of trying to target those those players that have fewer moments. It's actually, it, it was ironic timing that pretty much the day or two after you wrote it was when the LaMelo ball Injury happened, which obviously flipped the rookie kind of landscape on top of its head. We saw big spikes coming in Anthony Edwards just because he now becomes the favorite for rookie of the year. So one of the things that I'm curious about is, are we going to have this effect with LaMelo now? Now, is it it reasonable to expect that we're only going to have the three LaMelo moments from his rookie year now? The the very first moment, the the rare one that came out, and then the Cool Cat Master Challenge? I'm curious and I to think, see you there. I think there's a slash 35,000 as well for LaMelo that is not okay. out yet, but has been minted. And Correct. so I believe that that'll right. still end up hitting the market. Um, but I don't know if they'll cap it at 35,000 or what will happen there. 
but I think you can still count on that. Also, we may actually see LaMelo back because it looks like he's going to be reevaluated in four weeks, but agreed, that's another yeah. interesting test case. Um, when I do look at this, so I'm looking over here, and you can actually see the sets, the top five gainer sets, S2 rookies is number one. And um, not only, obviously, has it gone crazy in the last 24 hours, almost doubling in price for if you want to uh, uh, accumulate. Uh, there may be a little wonkiness here because I think we've been trying to add them, but I think from a trending directionally, it still makes sense. So if we actually pull into the S2 rookies here, we can see... Yeah, we can just see what happened when those badges were announced. And the funny thing is, this wasn't a surprise. Like, we've known this was coming. I think even when you were talking peak of the market over here, such, like, we were still seeing like that every time that blog post got posted saying, hey, these rookies are going to have badges. Hey, these rookies are going to have badges. Oh, we finally see a video and announcement. No, it's going to come in a week. These rookies have badges. We get that kind of incline as well. So these were things that we could have been ahead of the game on. And uh, if we take a look at like where the movement has really been, you know, we can see. So if we sort by, let's say that 24 hour, what's really moved the most in that time. And so eh, I think this is probably a little, a little of those are kind of wonky numbers. Let's go by here. Cause I know there was some, ah, okay. I know what it is. Ah, these numbers down here, the Wiseman, Halbert and Cole Anthony, I believe mm -hmm. that's their slash 35,000. Um, so we'll make a note to Neil. It's probably worth finding a way to differentiate those away from the slash 4,000 three stars. Um, yeah. But we can, we, it makes sense why those have moved significantly because the price is a bit lower. Um, but it, so end of the day, uh, the story here is that it didn't really matter which ones you ended up buying. Um, as long as you got into these three stars and the, you know, before the badges, you were going to have success. Uh, my article, I think, still highlights from a more long-term play of where there is value. And I think there's still value for these moments uh, because you know, the scarcity argument that I was, you know, that I was pushing for isn't going to be realized immediately because it gets more realized as we take a more historical look at the class and we see all the various moments out there. And uh, especially if you end up with some of these players, uh, such as like the... Um, Cole Anthony or Killian Hayes, who because of injury end up with just maybe one slash four thousand or same with the Kira. Yeah, a ton of positive movement here. And it's just funny to me because I feel like there's probably three different times where it was like oh, the rookie badges are baked in. The rookie badges are baked in. Now we get this announcement, we see it skyrocketing. Now we're probably again saying the rookie badges are baked in, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see yet another spike of the day that they actually start to show up on top shot we'll probably see them spiking even more because there still could be a group of people out there that don't even know that these are coming. So I think that, that there's probably still opportunity here and we'll probably continue to see some short-term and long-term potential in all of those S2 rookies. Yeah, I agreed. And then just wanted to show as well from an S1, um, obviously got a strong bump here as well because only that RJ Barrett right here is the triple bad, the three-star, um, majority of the others are all going to be the two stars, uh, or I guess not, they don't get the stars, but the two badgers. Um, but you're still seeing kind of where that mobility was from a 24 and still sub substantial increases from the rookies. Um, overall, just kind of brought the market up. Yep. Cool. So 
anything else that you wanted to to say on the rookie front or we feel pretty good on these ones i think for rookies that's kind of good um i actually you mentioned anthony edwards i actually think i sold one of my anthony edwards this morning um thinking that you know i think i got 1900 for it knowing that yes he's you know the hype can't be any bigger for him than it is right now then i guess if uh you know we'll see some spikes on him as you um you know he has some big dunks if he gets that rookie of the year that'll obviously help um but similar to um bachman and you know our, our nba expert i'm just not huge on edwards from an overall talent long-term perspective i think he's a very showy flashy player and that's going to lead some excitement um but I saw an opportunity there to kind of get out what I thought was kind of a strong value at that 1900 and uh, reallocate that to uh, an S1 first moment or two that I think um, I was a little more bullish on. I thought there was value. Yeah, makes sense. I think it's a good good opportunity to take advantage of someone. We've seen how quickly these spikes can happen and then they kind of come back to reality. So Edwards has seen massive, massive growth over the past couple of days. So I think it makes sense to to cash in on one of those and, and use those funds elsewhere. Yeah. And we can see, I'll, I'll click on Anthony Edwards here. Um, we can take a look at what his price chart has really looked like. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, just lots and lots of spikes and stuff. Um, hmm. So I believe March 21st, this is about when the Lamella news would have come out. So he got that spike there. But then after that spike, people kind of started selling off again gets the badge spike here. So question is, what's going to happen here? Like, will it drop off again like, or will it kind of level? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. But when I see this chart and I see that, you know, it continues to get resistance at that 2000, it's really struggling to break that. I'm okay with getting 1900 because I know that I'm going to take that money and reallocate it somewhere else where I feel that there's kind of a, a better chance of getting a 2X than seeing Edwards go from two to 4,000. Yep. Makes sense to me and really love this graph being able to see how it's trended over time. I think it, it does go to show, like you said, he's, he's really been like a, I don't know if it's just him in particular, but really these spikes and then it kind of tails off and then another big thing happens. Another spike kind of tails off may continue to happen with a player like this, where, like you said, it's more about the the flashier upside and, and different things may happen on an individual night. But then when we take a long-term view, maybe not somebody that we are as high on as the rest of the market. I think that makes sense all righty so what about okay so we talked about the rookies right that's obviously when it comes to the badges the rookies tend to come up first but we're going to be adding a ton of other badges as well right and one of the ones that also gets talked about is the first the first moment the top shot debut they're calling it so this is going to be anytime it's a player's first moment that they have on top shot their top shot debut that moment will get a badge to go along with it so how can we go about identifying who these moments are and how can we really take advantage of this i think that that's a question that that a lot of people probably have on their minds right now because it's a lot easier to identify who the the rookies are but maybe not so much to identify who some of the random series one first moment uh, badges may be yeah, so there, there's two kind of perspectives here to take. Um, one is if you wait a week, then everyone, you know, it'll it'll probably be on the site. You'll see the badges. You'll be able to easily sort. You'll be able to easily find out who the kind of first moment badges are. And, you know, it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, 
between now and then, though, if you think there's an opportunity and you want to really take advantage of it, well, what do we need to do? Okay. Well, uh, first off, if you're in the um, if, if you're in the Mission Control Center, if you're in the OTM Discord, um, we have an ongoing list. Um, both at OTM, we have some great people in the community. I think it's John Bonjoy who's put out some great analysis on those as well as tracking them. Uh, but there are lists out there that actually show what the first moments are because there is some level of confusion. Um, one thing I will say is do not just assume that the oldest play is the first moment because that is not accurate. Um, it, most of the time it is, but not always. Second, do not assume that if there are fewer of that series one moment, then it's the first moment. A lot of time it's the case. That's not accurate always either. So like Rajan Rondo is an example where like his slash 1000 is like $1,200. His first moment uh, is actually like a slash 2000 and change, maybe 22, 2400. And that was going for around $400 earlier today. Um, and so that's an example where like, and I'll say I actually purchased one this morning because I really like that moment because I think that's where there's an example of a discrepancy between what the market might see as those inflated prices because those slash 1000s they have some moments that you know haven't been distributed yet um it's not the first moment but the prices are significantly higher Kawhi is another example there uh, but overall i think um you know if you really want to go through if you can't find that list you can go on crypto slam you can search the player and you can actually see when that moment was first minted and that's what we really want to focus on from a strategic stance okay so how do we want to take advantage of this now i think the play is is that while well, people you know this is another zigzags example where what i was trying to do by selling my edwards is go into the s1s and identify where there might still be value now i will say if you look at this chart here i'll try to zoom in a little um right now it's sorted by low ask uh descending with the highest at the top but you can just see um these are other than kind of your where you see multiple names, uh, majority of these are first moments for a player. And you can see in the past 24 hours, they have gotten this strong increase. It looks like anywhere between like 20 and 60%. Uh, what's interesting is after that, you then see some corrections occasionally. So for example, like the Zion here um, has actually gone down in the past eight hours while his first moment stayed a little more steady. So maybe that's saying that the market realized, uh, you know, overcorrected a little and realizing that, oh, actually, that's not Zion's first moment. So I'm not really going to want to buy that as much going forward. Um, but where I think overall, I would just say is, and it seems like the market has corrected a bit for this, um, but there's still going to be an opportunity um, to find these first moments and maybe kind of push some capital into S1 that isn't getting as much attention. Yes, it's up 15%. But when we compare that 15% to the, you know, rookies that we see in our, you know, are up um, in the past 24 hours of 88 and 65%, obviously, I think there is still some value there. Yep. Yep. Love that. It's all about trying to be able to identify the trends before everyone else does, right? Everyone's talking about series two rookies now. How can, what's the thing that they're going to be talking about in three days and how can we help get ahead of that so that, that we're the people that are in early here. So Really like that strategy. I know that when it comes to the first moments, that was one of the things that, that I was looking to target pretty early on, especially trying to identify some of those situations that you talked about where maybe it, it wasn't as obvious which the first moment is. So I know like Joel Embiid was one that I had targeted because 
the Joel Embiid out of like 29, whatever hundred is his first moment, but was going for a different price than the lower one. So, um, yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting to see and continue to monitor these. And we will continue to look at pricing trends for, for all of the, the people with the badges. So yeah, how's my Joel looking here? Yeah. And it's interesting because I remember when we talked about it. So what you have here are the two Joel and the base set ones. Circulation is pretty much 2x the other. Uh, this 1500 is going for 859. But I think you're saying that this one, actually we can see. So the MGLE, MGLE is always going to be the first moment. So that's another easy one. Is If the player has an MGLE, you can see, okay, so it's the same one. It's the assist. This is going to be that first moment. And it seems like now the market has caught up to that and realized that just because this has a lower circulation doesn't mean that it's actually you know, more valuable and going to get that extra badge. Um, and it is interesting using scarcity versus badges to better understand how the market is reacting because, yeah, there's half of this amount out there, but the price is less. And that has to purely because people want that first moment badge that really becomes the rookie of those players for the series one that aren't going to have a rookie unless you have some form of a, you know, crazy run it back situation. Exactly. Yeah. I really like this view of being able to see all the individual players moments against each other's and just kind of evaluate what those looks like, what the low asks look like. But yeah, I remember in the the earlier days, this is where the, the 1500, the more scarce one used to be the more expensive Joel Embiid, but as the, the market has got gotten sharper and has more people have understood that this is the moment that is going to have that badge. We've seen the prices cross and I would not be surprised if we continue to see that gap widen as the badges are actually implemented. Yeah. And I think here's another interesting one just with the Embiid twice the circulation for the first moment, but even a tiny bit less listings. So if we take that as a percentage wise, you're seeing, I mean, 87 over 1500 is what, like 6%. Um, and that means, that math is probably wrong. 150. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, so about 6% are listed here. That means here we're only seeing around like 3% of our Joel and beads are listed. So that just shows how highly uh, valued they are as a collectible for people who want to hold long-term when only 3% are available on the market. And I'll pull up Kawhi too, just to get another interesting comparison. Uh, okay, so we see the MGLE is the dunk. So it's going to be right here. His Kawhi's first moment is the 2200. Um, and then if we compare it to here is his. The third one down, the base set layup. Oh, there Probably. you go. Okay, yeah, yeah. And like, look at that price. And I remember this actually used to be around six, seven, eight thousand. And the reason for that one was this circulation, while it says a thousand, a large amount of them are actually still being held by Top Shining to be distributed in the future. And that's why the listings rate is so low in this situation. But if you're looking for that first moment for the Kawhi, easiest way, as we said, find out what the MGLE is and match it up. And you can see with the icon on it. And uh, that's why his first moment here is going for around 2200. Also why it has had that 83% increase in the past 24 hours and the badges were announced compared to the others. All righty. Yeah. thought that was some, some good views here, really being able to look at individual players, identify how we can, can kind of take advantage of some of these first moment situations. And again, we're going to continue to monitor the prices of these moments that are going to have the badges upcoming over the next couple of days. 
Alrighty, we want to keep this one relatively short today, but we we can't go a podcast without at least touching on the challenges a bit, Justin. That's what the people want to hear about. So with all of this talk about the badges, what have we seen in the challenges market? Anything in particular that, that you're keeping your eye on there? Yeah, well, especially because today, um, I think one o'clock today, we will see this All-Star Game version one challenge complete. Yep, that's correct. So it ends today at one o'clock Eastern time. Um, and let's see, I think I actually decided to complete this yesterday morning when I first woke up. Um, once I saw that there was some, you know, I was just kind of monitoring the prices. I had previously purchased the LeBron. I purchased the Chris Paul because I have, there was a certain cereal that I really wanted. And so once I had those two, I really, you know, already had, you know, 60 some percent of the challenge complete. So I knew that, you know, it made sense for me to purchase the rest of them. Question was just going to be when, and, uh, as I was monitoring the prices, I started to see that prices started to slowly go up. And uh, I, you know, I thought that there was actually a decent value with the challenge because if we look here and we start to actually extrapolate, um, I think when I made this purchase, it was probably down around, yeah, around 250 or so. Um, and so I tried to kind of extrapolate and build out what I thought it is. I, I mean, how many completions I expected. And so I was expecting somewhere around 400 to 500 completions, expecting this price to get up to around 6,000. Um, and so at that price, a Giannis, um, that's going to be at around a four to 500 mint will be very similar to his MGLE two. And so I think I put that value at around like a thousand, twelve hundred fifty dollars And so is it worth completing it at the full cost for a 1200? I don't know. That's, uh, that's difficult. It's probably about the right price, uh, for me personally, because I already had the LeBron and the Chris Paul. Well, then it definitely made sense. Uh, so I'm interested to see kind of where this finishes. I know TJ, you gave me a little flack yesterday for predicting four to five hundred. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> I was. I was. I was. I was on. You know, I'm. I'm on my little vacation here, so I, I wasn't as plugged in. And I was like, wait, you, you, there's only three hundred, and you're predicting four or five hundred. I don't get that. And then now I'm looking, and it says four eleven. Okay, all right. I don't know why I question you. I should. Not, I'm not going to stop doing that. <laughs> But you, it, it was interesting because you can actually see right around here is where the market started turning around in the morning. And I think people said, hey, market turns around. This is the first challenge. This challenge ends in a day. If I want to complete it, now's the time. So you saw that I'm, I'm a part of this where I went from two to 10. And I think, yes, this is very helpful for us to get an idea of how many people are kind of trending towards completing it. But for the ones that are a bit more reasonably priced, and I'll say yeah. 5,000 is a little more reasonably priced it's very possible that someone can just make the decision, I'm going to go buy them all. Or I only have one or two and I'm pushing forward. So uh, let's see. We are at around 11 a.m. We have a couple more hours. I uh, you know, I think 450 is probably a fair, well, you know, something around that for how many end up completing this. Um, and at that point, as I said, it's just under the 499 of the MGLE. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with uh, where I stand on it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes makes a lot of sense. And yeah, like you said, with the cheaper challenge, especially if someone already happens to have a LeBron, like you said, then if you have a LeBron, it pretty much kind of makes sense to complete the challenge or, or if you want to sell your LeBron. But I mean, come exactly. on, we don't sell LeBrons here at ATM, <laughs> Justin. That's that's almost against the rules. It's <laughs> very fair. And then just to get a quick peek at some of the other ones that are ongoing, uh, so you can see some of the movement here. 
Uh, the RS1 and SS1, uh, the Rising Stars and Seeing Stars 1, did take a, you know, a dip from the seven days, but we've seen some strong movement over the past 24 hours for those as well as the markets kind of followed. Uh, we'll continue to kind of be tracking these. Obviously, that Rising Stars has the Anthony Edwards um, you know, reward earlier in chat today with uh, Jay Miner and a few others in the uh, Mission Control Center. We started talking about and estimating what we felt that kind of value is. Maybe we think that Anthony Edwards, if there's a thousand that complete, because uh, I think we're around 600 right now with five days left, um, a little more than 600. So if we see a thousand complete, I think that Anthony Edwards might be worth around 2,500. Um, but we'll have to continue monitoring that. We'll put out an expected value analysis there as well. Um, but it, it's, it'll be interesting. I'm really excited once these challenges end to do some analysis on the new state of challenges and what we can learn going forward. Because it's safe to assume we're not going to have that 70% completion rate that we had early on when there was just one or two challenges going on, when people assumed it was just free money because the market was going up and such, we're not, not accepting an, an opportunity cost standpoint. And as that Anthony Davis, you know, burned so many people and, you know, the gift burned people. And I'm expecting this Mike Conley is going to burn some people. So it's not that all challenges are bad, but you definitely, they're not all free money. Um, so you got to be a bit more selective and smart about what you're buying, when you're buying and how you're really accomplishing this. Yeah, definitely. And I'll tell you what, not to toot our own horn, but I, I think that we have the best challenge data in the business over here at OTM. Neil is in the the Mission Control Center, just coming out with all of these views on a daily basis, helping everyone guide their way through how we approach each of these challenges. What is it costing to complete each of them? How many of the people have completed the challenge or are close to it? We have data from the current challenges. We have it from past challenges. We have ones that haven't even been announced yet, but we know are upcoming. So I uh, just wanted to, to give Neil a little bit of a shout out there. been doing a great job with all of this challenge data. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And what we're looking to add to this, hopefully in the near future, is an expected value calculation as well. Um, taking that chart that I've shown a couple of times that I build out to actually see like, okay, what's the cost to actually commit, complete it? We know that. Okay, what do we think the prices of these uh, moments will be post-challenge? So how much will they kind of depreciate there? What is our estimate for the actual value of the reward? And that allows us to do a bit of analysis and play with some of the inputs to determine whether or not it's worth any of us completing it. Yeah, this is it. This is interesting. So look at here. All the depots actually increased here. And that's likely because of the trade news. And I would imagine just overall, all the depots probably just, uh, you know, moving up a bit as we hear of maybe potentially Miami heat. Uh, we'll see. I have a feeling if people are listening, they'll already know where all the depots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we recorded this one Wednesday morning. We, I think we're going to do a podcast later Thursday in the morning. week as well with Bach. Oh, geez, Thursday, Thursday morning. morning. Yep, Thursday morning. Yeah. So our NBA trade deadline will be later today. Uh, so we're going to do a, a podcast wrapping up everything that happens with regards to the trade deadline, talk about some of the, the big injuries that have happened, have more of a, a real-life NBA podcast with our NBA analyst, Bach, that will be coming later on this week for you guys. Justin, any final words for the people before we close off today's show? No, this is great. It's been fantastic. Uh, you know, talking with this, I really like that a lot of the topics we talked to today, we've been talking to people kind of on, on a sporadic basis in mission control. Um, and so shout out to some of the people there who kind of uh, helped, uh, you know, spur and kind of shape my thinking around this too. So uh, lots of learning from that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Continues to be a lot of great discussion happening in there. If you're interested in getting involved in the OTM Discord, you can check us out on Twitter at OwnTheMomentNFT, and we have the, the link to our waitlist sign-up there. We, uh, we do have quite a few people on the waitlist at the moment, but we're, we're trying to get people in as quickly as we can while also maintaining some you know, good, high-quality conversation. I did hear a couple people saying that the general turned into a little pop shot discord for an hour or so. We got to be careful. I think we're doing well, but uh, that's definitely. It can get a little crazy, but people get upset when the market's not doing well. So now that things are trending back up, it's probably going to be great in there again because everyone will be happy. (laughs) It's fun. So, all righty, guys. Well, uh, thanks again, Justin. We'll go ahead and close out the show. So, on behalf of Justin, on behalf of producer Coop Behind the Scenes, I am TJ Lasig, and we will see you guys next time.